You're tuning into Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows. We're just three millennials trying to find way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. Radio. time has come to address your invitation to the Jedi Council. That invitation stands. While some felt your behavior to be rash, others recognized that you perceived something extraordinary through the Force. That ability is one that can only enhance this Council's deliberations. to our first ever Consult the Council episode of Spectre Radio. We are so excited to get this going, and I am privileged to introduce our guest for our episode today, a good friend of the pod. His name is Brian, and some of you might know him because this is really the only reason we keep Andrew around, the introduction to his brother. Brian, welcome. Just fired. <laughs> Hello. Hello there. Hi, Andrew. I love you so much, big bro. You're, you're the best. <laughs> you too. Love you too, guys. Really, yes. really feeling the love. Well, obviously, we know Star Wars is all about sibling rivalry and family relationships, so we had to kick off our Consult the Council with a great family guest. <laughs> um, so I'm going to let Wyatt give us the rundown of how this episode's going to work. Awesome. So Consult the Council is our version of basically ask us anything you want and we will answer it on this podcast. Anything Star Wars related. Doesn't have to be what we talked about in previous pods. It is anything Star Wars related. So if you follow us on social media, you would see that we have put out questions for you to respond with your questions. And we have selected a couple to go ahead and discuss our answers. I know everyone is thrilled to figure out what we're thinking about Star Wars, even though you've already listened to three hours of us. So let's go again for this fourth hour. So our first question was asked by Ethan Fowler. Was Yoda mistaken when he told Luke that he would be the last Jedi? I think not. With this question, this is a very, very loaded question. Obviously pushed more around the Mandalorian and Spoiler warning, with Luke's arrival at the very end of The Mandalorian Season 2, I think my answer is yes. I think Yoda was mistaken because he was wrong about everything else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about shots fired. Right out the bat, I'm coming out blazing. Um, Might have hurt uh, me more than the, the comment introducing Brian for crying out loud. <laughs> that was going to be a little yeah. bit more uh, generous to Yoda in my answer, but all right, let's see, let's see what I mean, you say. Someone's got to start off low, Brian, and, and then y'all can pick it up after. But <laughs> if you've watched any episode with him and clones, he denies almost anything going on with the inhibitor chips. Him and Mace knew about it and decided not to bring it to the Senate. I think Yoda lied. I think that's a bold claim. That's a very, and what I'm sticking to. All right. Well, that's how I feel. 
again, that's my opinion. I'm allowed to have my opinion. This is my podcast. This is our podcast. Yes, it <laughs> is. And yes, you are allowed to have your, your factually inaccurate opinions. Why it is a, the Senate. I am, I am, <laughs> yes, that meme is about me. Uh, yes, I am a Senate. So imagine that the United States Marine Corps was given to us by Russia in 1988, and then the president decided to not tell everybody about it because, hey, we need those Marines, and the public's confidence in the war in us would drop. Wow. So that would be a good reason to not say what's going on. Such a turn. We are the one who was just like, they knew about the inhibitor chips and they didn't say anything. Yeah, because they just learned, oh, our enemy just gave us our army. Should we tell the public who's now not going to give us any more money to fight this war? Or do we just not say anything? How did we get from Yoda to Russia? This took a violent turn. I'm not expecting this. Brian, what did you do You're the one who went all the way in left field with that. I maybe would have started that off with like, hey, here's a four instance for you guys. But, uh, <laughs> not a yeah. history and He's, He politics. speaks fluent Andrew. He's used to it. He's unfazed right now. <laughs> so what are, what are y'all's answers? I'm curious on Alyssa. First of all, because I'm, I'm, you're, <laughs> you're a huge fan of The Mandalorian. Correct. So I'm curious whether you've made this connect with with what Yoda told Luke. Yeah, I like your thought process. It's close. I was thinking more along the lines of the Rise of Skywalker saga and that trilogy. So mm -hmm. similar timeline, close. Um, but this question really made me think of when the uh, episode eight came out, when The Last Jedi came out. And I don't know if you guys remember in pop culture, there was like an article going around and I'll put a link to this on our social media at some point. But there was an article going around that was saying that in other countries, when they were promoting The Last Jedi, that in the translation in Spanish or German or Portuguese, that it was saying like Jedi is los últimos Jedi. So it was plural in Spanish. And so it was saying the word Jedi could be plural, right? So it's like deer, like a deer is a singular deer and a and there's a pack of deer or whatever it's called, right? A group of deer. So it's kind of in my mind when he's saying you would be the last Jedi, maybe he's talking about a group of generation. Um, so I like to think that Yoda was being Yoda and saying things in allegory, in a story, in a <laughs> fantastical sense, if you will, and saying like, you're going to be the last Jedi of your generation, not like there's never going to be a Jedi ever again. Because as we saw in The Last Jedi with Broom Boy, like it keeps going. It's the force is always moving and there's always going to be new force sensitive folks, whether they know they're Jedi or not. Um, so that was kind of my take was from the Hispanic point of view with being the Puerto Rican in the room. <laughs> the mad lad Broom Boy. Makes an yeah, appearance. We love Broom Boy. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Had you seen that article? Mm -mm. No, yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting, right? Like the thought of it being plural versus just singular. So that's what, um, that was a great question, Ethan. I liked that. That was, that was a good fun question. thing to think about. Um, my answer is a little similar to Alyssa's, but for different reasons. Uh, obviously, I, I did, I, yeah, I had no idea what that meant. Uh, <laughs> But, it was the last Jedi in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
like I think I mean maybe initially originally it was true like when it was first written obviously there was no other content so maybe it was initially intended to be true but uh, other than that um, what I think of is a quote from uh, one of the legends books heir to the empire while it is a legends book I think the quote still applies basically Luke is having like a force vision with uh, Ben Kenobi and Ben is like starting to like fade away and he's like not going to be able to be a force ghost anymore. Long story, but basically he's fading away and Luke says, I really am the last of the Jedi. And then Ben says, not the, not the last of the old Jedi, but the first of the new. Mm. Um, So I guess similar to what Alyssa was saying of like different type of Jedi, like the order is going to be a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I um, took that to mean. Two against one. Andrew, round it out. <laughs> okay. So I have two possibilities, and I will keep them both short. Uh, one, you know how Luke was like, I can't kill my own father. He was like kind of reluctant to actually go and face Vader. Um, one, I think Yoda may have said that to like pump him up, you know, to be like, hey, everything's riding on you. You're going to be the last of the Jedi. We need you to do this. So I think there's that possibility, but also pretty much anyone who has the ability to use the force at this point in, in galactic, you know, in in the terms of the galaxy, pretty much none of them are claiming to be Jedi. Mm. So as far as anyone who would actually pick up the mantle and go and face Vader and the emperor, like, there's pretty much no one willing or wanting to do that. Like Ahsoka doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to kill Anakin. So uh, we don't, you know, obviously Ezra's still missing, uh, you know, and then we don't know where Cal Kestis is from the, uh, from the uh, Jedi Fallen Order video game. So there's not a lot of people out there who can use the force, let alone hold their own against Vader. And because, like, Luke is a descendant of the Chosen One, in this case, you're the last of the Jedi. You're, you're who we got. So I don't think Yoda was wrong. Um, if he was, I'm going to give it to the guy because he's 900-something and dying. Um, so, but I don't think he was wrong. I think he said what he said for specific reasons. He knows how to train Jedi. He's trained them for over 800 years. So you don't think it's just his his old age and just him being crazy and just saying random stuff? Crazy? No, and I also don't think um, that Yoda gets it wrong at every turn. I think he gets it wrong a lot, but (laughs) I will agree with you, Wyatt, that Yoda does get it wrong from time to time. And I did kind of address that when I read an excerpt of the Revenge of the Sith novelization the other day when we recorded our Revenge of the Sith podcast. So if you want to hear that, go back and listen to that. All righty, here we are with question number two from Sarah Joy. What is your favorite Star Wars ship or vehicle? Obviously, we all love the Falcon, the hunk of junk. We all love it. I, that's not going to be my favorite, though. Um, I personally like, if we're not going with like a Starfighter, just any kind of, any kind of ship, I like the Republic gunship a lot. It's very versatile. A death can, trap? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, yes. I like the I like the the I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of like World War II when they're coming on the on the beach and it was like those troop carriers. Yes, they are a death trap. But they're also very versatile. They've got the the turrets on the sides that can come off. They got a bunch of 
missile launchers that can take out, you know, big cruisers. They can be modified to carry walkers. You know, I, I think those are pretty cool. It's true. It is pretty useful. You just have to, I guess, make sure you're a main character. Otherwise, you're definitely getting shot down. Plot Even if you're sure. a main character, you're getting shot down. <laughs> yeah, that, that does happen. But you'd survive if you're the main character. That's true. My answer to this, and I kind of referenced it in the first podcast, but it's any spaceship from Naboo. They're so beautiful. Ooh, they're so beautiful. They've like got the people. They've got, they're just sleek. They're, like Andrew said before, they're aesthetically uh, uh, pleasing. But my absolute favorite is probably the star, not the starfighter, but the ship that Padme flies from Coruscant to Mustafar to confront Anakin. We love um, a royal starship. We mm. love <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not sure that like, it's shiny and I like shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Andrew likes. I mean, I know you like the Naboo Starfighter. The oh, M1. for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, they do make some good stuff. So that's my. I mean, obviously, everyone loves the Falcon because it's just a hunk of junk, and that that was just too easy. It's almost like the cop out question. Yeah, honestly, anything from Naboo is great. I'll I would happily fly on or fly any of those aircraft, or hang off and like ride through Coruscant on. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Only if I was a Jedi would I try that. Fair. Obviously, I want to say the Millennium Falcon. I think that's just a trap, though. Like, we're all like, we can't say it. But I think you can have more than one answer. That's completely valid. And I know Sarah loves the Millennium Falcon because we've talked about this. Um, We know it's the big baddie. It's the OG. It's a hunk of junk. I have a sticker on my car that says my other ride is a hunk of junk, and it's the Millennium Falcon. you know, it's the ship that made the Kesseron and 12 parsecs for crying out loud. Like, you can't beat it. It's it's definitely cool. And now that, you know, you can actually fly it or be an engineer or be a gunner on it at Disney World or Disneyland, that just enhances, like, how much, you know, you can enjoy it and actually, like, you're like, I'm a part of it. It's Which real. I will do Saturday, finally. There you go. Um, so I think that's definitely, like, up there for me but i think like the guys know this because i've well andrew and wyatt know this because i've told them so many times that my favorite trip is a tie fighter and i think for me it's just because it's so unique looking like you can see the silhouette and immediately you know what it is and i mean that could be said for the x-wing and a bunch of other ships too um but i just love villains like my friends know that about me like i just love the, like why it got me a sith like themed like darth vader wine glass for christmas <laughs> so like everybody knows i love the dark side um so i think that's why but i think specifically and why it kind of touched on this cuz he said you know how much i like the mandalorian uh, specifically moff gideon's fighter with the collapsible wings like that thing is so sick you know and i love kylo ren's tie fighter and i love darth vader's tie fighter and everybody's like all the big baddies you know have a tie fighter which is cool um kylo ren's silencer you know is at disney world you can go take a picture in front of that which i've totally done um so that's cool but you i don't think you can beat moff gideon's with the collapsible wings that's just like when that when i saw that like my jaw hit the floor i was like you can do that like that's amazing um and then i think for me i always associate it whether it's a picture or a video is the sound like the you know screen. when an x-wing goes by yeah when an x-wing goes by you're like oh that's an x-wing is like cool but when the tie fighter goes by it's undeniable it's goosebump 
you know, in, inducing, it's spine tingling, it's all of it. And do you guys know what the actual sound is, how they engineered that? I used to know. It's yeah, somewhere in my memories. It's Am literally an elephant call yeah. combined with tires driving on wet pavement. Like, in your mind, if you think about those two sounds, you're like, okay, like, I can put them separately, but I could not put them together to go, or like, whatever. I, know, insert, I think I could have guessed insert that. Insert TIE fighter noise here, Wyatt. <laughs> you know right? that was definitely a, a mistake, that someone heard in a dream or oh, something. Oh, for sure. Like, they were just, like, in the Foley lab, like, making all this noise, making, like, trying to figure things out. Someone was just like, And what, all what of a sudden, that? they Do were that like, that's the, that's the noise. Mix those things together again. But, yeah, the TIE fighter is just the OG, and you get to see one in, spoiler alert, Rise of the Resistance ride up close and personal which is really cool. You get to and see then, two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then um, I know she also said vehicle, so it doesn't necessarily have to be ship. Again, spoiler alert, Andrew, sorry. You also see like AT-ATs or AT-ATs for the first time, like as a little ant, you know, and you get to see it when you walk past. Um, Star Tours. What is it? Thank you. Star Tours. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But when you're sitting down in that ride vehicle and that thing is towering oh, over, over you. Right, Wyatt? Like, yeah. Wyatt, knows, Wyatt knows what I'm saying. Like, I, I think of Last Jedi-style AT-AT when they're on that mineral planet, and the one kind of oh, has, great. like, the actual, like, attitude step right yeah. before he's about to unload on Luke. <laughs> right. The attitude and step, that's great. Whatever you, whatever uh, that. Attitude step, uh, I see uh, what you did boy. there. Oh, gosh. You were already tuning off right But, yeah, now. I think we could talk about <laughs> TIE Fighters forever. I'm trying to convince the guys to get matching tie fighter tattoos we'll see how that works out. we'll say brian are you in for that uh i don't know maybe i <laughs> i was playing squadrons and I, I will say the tie fighters in that game are definitely way more aesthetically mm. pleasing than anything the new republic has just even like the color scheme like yeah the lights in there they're like dark red dark blue and black and it's just yeah brian so but will you get me so that cool. the tie defender is the best of the tie fighters oh yeah oh for yeah sure. yeah it is I gotta admit, like <laughs> favorites or what's your like most anticipated like questions like those. I, I do struggle with those. But so I, I'm really, I'm really trying here. I, I also narrowed it down to two. Do it. Um, first one, I really like the ghost from Rebels. So oh, good. It's very. I mean, like in some ways, like similar to Millennium Falcon. I also was just like, that's a good ship. I can't say that. That's a cop out. In my own, <laughs> None uh, of us processing. wanted to say it. <laughs> but uh, like, so the ghost is a little bit similar. But I mean, it's like multi-purpose. It like, I mean, it's a cargo ship. It's their home. Um, it's like got a lot of weaponry. It's got like laser cannons and rockets. Um, it's just like so versatile and. Mm. Um, even though it fools the empire all the time, it's instantly recognizable when you actually see it in person. Um, like their shields gotta be amazing. Like it stands toe to toe against like ATATs that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super awesome. And uh, it's got the phantom that like detaches and you go on little scout missions. Um, so yeah, like super awesome. Uh, yeah, and I think the other one I was thinking of uh, is a fighter. I, I chose, well, I guess technically a bomber. I chose the Y-Wing. Uh, Ooh, I don't know why oh, recently. Old reliable, up. huh? Yeah, old reliable. Uh, also a hunk of junk. It's an absolute boat. It's just so slow, but uh, it's all reliable. You got so much uh, so much ammo, uh, like so many proton torpedoes. You get 
a really nifty ion uh ion cannon um just so fun i I was playing Rogue Squadron one of the last times I was home with uh, with Andrew. Oh yeah, I, Rogue Squadron three on the yeah, uh, on the way. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's a mission where like you take an A wing into battle and it's basically just a dogfighting mission. I chose to take in a Y wing and Andrew's just like this is a terrible idea. He what goes up against thirty fighters that are supposed to be as fast as an A wing, but he takes something that's literally compared to a hut sail barge in speed. Oh my god! So yes, you it sound- bothered me. <laughs> You sounded just like Andrew just now when you said terrible idea because I think I hear him say that five times on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, objectively was a terrible idea. The mission <laughs> took way longer than it should have just because, like, for one thing, just speed is just not on your side, but also, like, you can't hit anything. But I think the best moment in there was I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm going to go for the memes. I charged up the ion cannon, and Andrew's like, there's no way you're going to hit one of these things. And I nailed him. He did yeah. right in the face. Awesome. Yeah. It was and I was like flying around. It took me the other like five minutes to like try and take it everything else out just because it's so <laughs> slow. Like, what is that? What is that floating there? Oh, that's the fighter I stunned. It's still there. That made so bad. Um, yeah, so and then he got pissed he didn't get like a bronze or a silver medal he goes what how did i not get a medal i'm like brian you were supposed to do this mission in nine minutes we've been here half an hour (laughs) yeah so just fun times with the y-wing it's oh my gosh you could take a hit but you're not getting anywhere anytime quick so i will say an honorable two honorable mentions for me i like the mon calamari cruiser because of the the redundant shielding it's just got so much shields and the venator that looks like jar jar now that one of you guys said that, I can't get it out of my mind. God. How would you do that to me? <laughs> no, I crushed Brian with it. And Venator was an honorable mention for me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> it was ruined for me. I'm taking it from my younger brother. You know I'm just going just gonna to forget about it. It's, it's fine, guys. It's all right. All right. So next question comes from my friend Nunzio. So his question is, if you could have one profession in the Star Wars universe, what would it be? So I'm really interested to hear your guys' answers compared to what your jobs are, because I feel like that will be really interesting to see if it kind of matches up with your actual job or chosen career versus like, you know, does it relate at all? You know what I mean? Um, so maybe you see where I'm going with this because my answer relates to the career that I'm in. Um, so, and I'm comfortable talking about it. I've worked in recruiting for the last almost six years, five and a half years. And I'm like, I don't even know if there's a name for this, but, um, and I'm like, I don't even know if this is lame to say, but I would really like the role to basically like recruit the next generation of Jedi or rebels, because I always think that's so cool when we get to see some of that, um, probably more so in like some of the series and a little bit in some of the um, trilogies, but it's always kind of cool to try to rally somebody to your cause. Um, And that's literally been my job for five and a half years. And I think it's just fun to talk to people about something that you're really passionate about and that you enjoy. and I, I think, you know, Andrew could probably come in as the resident expert and fill in the blanks here about how that works. Because from, you know, things that you've taught me, most of the time when somebody is young and they're force sensitive and they identify this, 
you know, kid could be a potential for our Jedi Academy or some, you know, Jedi training, then they're just turned over at a young age. But then you have somebody like Qui-Gon, who's, you know, a lot older, is, you know, gone through Jedi training, is, you know, uh, a part of, um, you know, being a, a teacher himself. And he identifies this rando kid on a rando planet is like, this one, this one should be a Jedi. He's the chosen one. Um, does that end well? I don't know. Maybe that was a poor example. But I just think that would be kind of a cool um, job because it would relate to my actual profession. But also I get to be a Jedi because I feel like you have to do the job in order to recruit somebody to do it. So I would get to be a Jedi without like all the danger associated with being a Jedi. And nobody has a comment. They're all just like, cool, good story, Alyssa. <laughs> no, it's we just, have I don't know that to any, say. And not, I don't think any of us, and I might be speaking for them, but I definitely would not have my current job um, or either of my current jobs um, as, as what I would do if I was in the Star Wars universe. Um, I would not work at uh, Star Wars Chili's. <laughs> I'm just gonna go go but with that. Could you be a bartender at Oga's Cantina? Like that would be so cool. I've always been told that I could be a really good bartender. Um, so potentially, <laughs> I, I could see myself doing that. Um, if I was in like my age in the original in the original trilogy, um, I would probably be uh, be a rebel, but like have like a full time job. But I would also like be a rebel on the side. I'd be like, all right, I, I put in my 40 hours at whatever the crap I'm doing, you know, maybe bartending. At the Tashi like, right, station. And now I, I have Yeah, Moss Eisley Cantina or something or, or you know, on wherever. And now I'm going to go uh, shoot some stormtroopers, blow up some uh, Imperial depots. This will be fine. Yeah. If, I, if I was in the Clone War during the Clone Wars time, I could see myself still being like a bartender. But I don't know. I, I feel like I would do like humanitarian work given that there is a giant war going on, I would like to do that. At so, any given point in the timeline. There's literally a, a giant war going on at any yeah. given point yeah. over these three decades. So I would probably Absolutely. do some humanitarian work. Yeah, and Nuns did say, I'll clarify, Nuns said that um, answers like Jedi or Sith are totally valid. So I was like, yeah, I would for sure want to be a Jedi, but I also like want it to relate to my career because I like my job. <laughs> I... I actually struggled on this question and have been pondering it ever since we decided which questions to do. Because this is going to sound morbid, but everyone dies eventually in in this. Um, wow. Either like tragic, you know, by a Death Star blasting you in the face, or whoa, by saber. Um, so I kind of went more. I went. I got to. I went more fun and more realistic. So fun. I want to be the announcers from the pod from the pod racers. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you gonna be the two-headed dude? I know, two, right? The two-headed dude that has a different voice based on who's who's talking. Yes. One speaks Hatis, one it. speaks basic. Okay. I'm 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 there for <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Oh my god. And then so my more realistic is that I would love to be whatever Saul Guerrero considers himself. Mm. A badass. You no, know, he's not <laughs> an extremist. Uh, he doesn't consider himself an extremist. Yeah, he, he considers himself a rebel. He is an right. extremist. So like, I, I, I feel like in rebels, he's just like, yeah, I know who I am. So like, he's not. He's not for the empire. He's not for the rebellion. He's kind of for himself. 
and in this kind of universe like you it's hard to trust anybody mm. so that's Dang. my that's my more realistic that's profound and that way i can walk around and saying lace deception <laughs> This is the second time you've done that on the pod. You didn't do the dishes. Lies. Deception. Oh my gosh. Don't tell I was waiting. That tonight. I was waiting for you to say that you were going to be a musician in the cantina too. Mm-hmm. Playing the same tune over and over again? No. He's like, I love that song. That's your wife's favorite song. One of them, yes. Yeah. He's and like, that's your best man, me's favorite song. <laughs> You Why you can just play? <laughs> you can just play Galactic Empire's music in the in the cantina, oh, right? It's oh, it's a great band. You would love that, White. Their version of it, yeah. Can you do the Imperial WAP remix instead? And everyone went, "What is that?" No idea. <laughs> I don't think that'd be very welcome in the cantina. I think um, it would be since it's full of people who are running away from the Empire. But oh, true. That's that's just me. Yeah. All right, Brian, Brian. Who do who do you want to be? This actually is pretty funny. Uh, so I did not have a problem with this because I just had this conversation a couple weeks ago with some friends, <laughs> and we were we were just joking about <laughs> being a bartender. Uh, we were just joking about being a bartender here. Um, I was thinking like owning like a tap calf, which is like it's kind of like a similar version of like a cantina, maybe like a little bit less seedy, like kind of more like bar coffee bar like type thing um i knew exactly like, where you were going with that that's why i laughed by the way it's Brian's literally a like coffee guy <laughs> well it's not it's not just that like i mean it's mentioned in uh, i literally like looked this up because i'm like i feel like every book that i've read in star wars mentions either a cantina or a tap calf and tap calf is mentioned in like f- at least 40 legends books wow. so i mean just like imagine just who you would see like i mean the, on the cantina side like yeah like Maybe I would be like a bartender at the most likely cantina. Like, oh no, I gotta clean up poor Greedo this time, you know, or, <laughs> um, or like just a tap calf, just anywhere. You get to see like so many cool things. Like, yeah, some maybe mundane things, but I mean, maybe Cloud Luke Skywalker City. comes in and negotiates a thing, or yeah, Cloud City, like anywhere. Um, You'd be a yeah, business that'd be owner. So fun. Some money. Yeah. That would be um, cool. Just be really, really chill, but also, like, again, you'd see some really cool stuff. So. All righty, question number four comes from Michael Gardner. Uh, and he asks, what is your favorite portion of the galaxy to live in? So that'd be maybe like deep core, corporate sector, unknown regions, etc. Um, it's an interesting question. I feel like, I mean, those are very uh, broad regions of space. Um, <laughs> In an entire yeah. galaxy. Yeah, I yeah. had to do a, a deep dive on Wikipedia to get up to speed on that. Yeah, so, some of those no were shame. some pretty niche examples. But uh, <laughs> let's see. I was thinking, it also, like, I guess kind of depends on, like, what time frame we're living in. Like, Very much. Time, so, yeah. yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that's kind of struggling with this one. But I was thinking maybe, like, the mid-rim or the outer rim, um, where it's, like, yeah, like, Mid rim is like mostly civilized and same with outer rim, but not like not the main portion of the galaxy. Maybe like some planets are like pretty important, but at the same time, especially like I, one I really thought of like was living in like the original trilogy timeline of like, yeah, life under the empire. I feel like mid rim or outer rim, like, yeah, the empire is probably there, maybe mm-hmm. more present on some planets than others in, in that region, but 
I feel like they're not all up in your business. You know, maybe there's some checkpoints. <laughs> maybe you get like harassed a little bit, like you got a curfew on some planets. I mean, Lothal definitely oh made some God. trouble, but um, yeah, if you're just on like a kind of backward planet on the outer rim, maybe you don't have as much trouble. You kind of just go about your business and do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> uh, whereas like if you were in the core during the empire, the empire's reign, uh, I mean, don't have a whole lot of freedom and things are a lot harder. So uh, that, that's kind of what I said. What do you guys think? I picked anything on the outer rim because my notes say exactly this seems to be where the party is at. <laughs> oh, wow. There is a lot of stuff going on in the outer room. There's yeah. a lot. Of, and kind of what Brian referenced, it depends on where in the timeline we are. So right now, you know, outer rim is more out of the reach of the, uh, the resistance, the rebels, more, again, anything post-episode three, it's more empire kind of driven. But, like, they're so far out, they don't want to send cruise ships to kind of regulate um, – shipping lanes and all that i mean we've got musafars on the outer rim that's a pretty dope place um <laughs> yeah a lot of dope things happen there just ask well, the nemoidians so you said you said cool thing yeah I mean. super cool thank you brian <laughs> same brain i gotcha <laughs> things are pretty pretty heated on that planet there okay go. <laughs> i got more don't worry oh uh, I'm going to ask Poggle, the lesser, or uh, New Gunray how they felt about their time at Mustafar. Oh, oh, wait, I can't. Ah. You're dead. <laughs> this is a very dark podcast today. Very focused on death. I mean, it is Star Wars. Everyone dies eventually. That's true. This is true. Um, I mean, the Outer Rim is so, so vast. You, ha- you could literally pick anything from a, a forest planet of Kashyyyk or volcano planet of Mustafar. You have your pick of where you want to be. Um, you know, Coruscant's obviously a huge city. Um, don't want that because I'm not a fan of city life. I like more of like my private area. And that's I where the party's at. That's where the party's at. <laughs> In the private area. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. the party I'm throwing is is over. You're not, you're not this is you. getting really twisted very quickly. And well, that was completely was that? unintentional. <laughs> oh boy. I think I mean you mentioned Coruscant, like I think maybe in like the Republic era, like obviously maybe before the Jedi Purge, I think it'd be pretty fun to live there. Yeah. Like that's just like a like the entire city is a the entire planet's a big city, and that's like pretty you cool. said before the Jedi really Purge, bad. probably like before the attack on Coruscant. Um, yeah. so like a well, couple days before like, that, yeah, a week, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I only had one answer, and it was Naboo. Sorry, like that's it, that's the answer. <laughs> that, is, that is the answer. I'm like, I can't get much more specific than that. Um, and I, I was like, I can't be that broad. The answer is Naboo, and that's it. <laughs> Listen to our pod from the last couple episodes to know why it's Naboo. But funny you mentioned Kashyyyk, why? Because that was my honorable mention. I was like, Aww. if I can't choose Naboo, it's Kashyyyk for sure. You're gonna live you got with the, the beach, you got the forest, you got the tree houses. Like, you got the giant spiders. You got the giant spiders. <laughs> she did not know about um, the giant spiders. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not afraid of spiders. Cockroaches. 
totally palmetto bugs but, but these in are, Florida. These are giant ones. Brian, how big care. are we talking on these spiders? Like Australia? How, how big are we talking? Australia. Like two or three times the size of a person? Of a oh human. Oh, my gosh. But like, yeah, like Mandalorian it, season two kind of thing. Have you ever had a, a nap in the lap of a Wookiee? You'll never have a better sleep than in the lap of a Wookiee. <laughs> have you? So... <laughs> No, but that's what Moss says. And if Moss says it's cool, uh, I want to do it. That's true. That's that's fair. That's more than fair. Yeah. So that's that's it. It's Kashyyyk or Naboo. Sorry, Michael. Don't hate me. All right. For me, it's hard because I could live pretty much anywhere. Uh, I mean, okay, I can't live on Hoth. Asthma. It's too cold. Way too cold. <laughs> um, I would rather not live on Tatooine full time. Although I don't mind, like, Moss Eisley and Moss Espa, I could visit. Um, not to steal your answer, but Naboo is pretty much, uh, you know, that's that. Oh, nice shirt. She's, she's showing us I'm her shirt that it's Tatooine. my spirit jersey that says Tatooine on the back. I, I do love friggin' Naboo. It's like, it's like space Italy meets space Spain, and it's just beautiful architecture. It's just, it's, it's great. I would, and it's not too much of a city either. Um but I don't necessarily mind living in cities that much. I could see myself living on Coruscant, even under the rule of the empire if I had to, but um, uh, Nar Shaddaa would be a decent, um, a decent city planet. Cause it's like not as much of a city as Coruscant, um, but it's still got the city stuff and you can still go places. For those of um, us that don't know, can you tell us about that? Cause I've never heard of it. Ah, okay. Um, it's a, they don't talk about it a lot in the movies. It's more like in the games, books, and comics, but it's, it is a very, very major spaceport. Um, mm-hmm. It's near um, the planet where the huts come from. It's in the same solar system. Uh, it's in uh, the Force Unleashed, I think, Brian. Yeah, imagine um, it's maybe Tatooine, not a desert planet, busier, may, uh, maybe parts of it seedier um parts of it i mean every every part yeah. like that kind of like just like darker slightly less city than corellia kind of thing in my mind mm. so it's a it's a major That's space fair. sport in the so outer you're talking rim. like pasco county florida is what you're <laughs> describing currently brian you would know that better than me is that what she's kind of, uh, is that what she's talking about no nah, i don't i don't know well i was thinking it was more like chicago or something <laughs> as opposed to like you know, Pasco is that big stretch of land between Hillsboro and Orlando, basically. <laughs> oh, if, well, if if Coruscant is New York, I would say there. this is Chicago. So Chicago, yeah, okay, okay, I can see that. Chicago. Question five is kind of a combined question from Brandon Costa and again Michael Gardner. So with so many spinoffs now, who do you wish would get an origin story or even just a continuation? doesn't have to be an origin or favorite upcoming series on Disney plus. I am so glad I got to read this question and go yes. first because you guys are going to hate me for my answer, but I want a Jar Jar Binks origination story. Stop We're so surprised right now. Hold on. I know the audience can't see my surprise face, but you guys can. So let me put on one real quick. <laughs> Good Lord, I want to know because, okay, hear me out. Why Why was he, <laughs> Alyssa took out her earbuds and has not listened to anything I'm saying. <laughs> I love how you're like, hear me out. And then you just like pause, like this is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> he it's, admits it. It's a stretch, but okay. Why was he 
excommunicated from his world, essentially. Like, mm. there's got to be more than him just being clumsy. No, there's question. not. Have you ever been clumsy before? I have. <laughs> that doesn't get you arrested. <laughs> Maybe it does in their society. <laughs> I, I, no, he said he crashed his boss's, like, car, basically. I mean, they did that in Ferris Bueller and nobody got arrested, so he just and, got grounded for a little while. And then I, I mean, they do... They do live underwater, so being clumsy in a city entirely underwater, maybe you don't want to, I don't know. I mean, they can breathe underwater, but still, a lot I mean, of damage. like, they can not, float not underwater. Ideal. How clumsy can you be underwater? Maybe that's why he's clumsy on land is because he lives underwater. I don't know. Brian once accidentally kicked me in the nuts underwater, so I, I don't know how clumsy can you be underwater, Was it Brian? an accident, Brian? Now's the time to come reveal the truth. Uh, it probably wasn't. What did he do? Did he deserve it? It was so long ago. I mean, but, just, you know, growing up, you know. <laughs> so, at the end of um, either Clones or Rebels, he gets a girlfriend. Or, ha- or has a continuation of a girlfriend. I want to know, how did that start? Or where did that come from? Okay. Um, what, what did those pickup lines sound like? <laughs> oh, gosh. Me yeah, saying, you's a beautiful. Can, can we not, please? <laughs> <laughs> Insert sound clip. so uncomfortable. I'm not, right I'm not coming back. We keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian, please. Okay, before I lose more listeners, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> so, That's and awesome. the second part of the question, one of my more my favorite upcoming series. I'm obviously excited about the Book of Boba Fett because yes. it's gonna be in the same timeline as Mandalorian. So I'm excited to see how those two stories are going to come together and kind of go away and kind of flow. And also, obviously, Obi-Wan. You know, we've all been questioned, what has he been doing on Tatooine for the for the 19-year gap that we see? And also, Young I'm curious old. on... Getting dry and wrinkly. <laughs> I'm curious. So I don't believe Disney has released where in the timeline we are in Obi-Wan. So I'm curious on where each of you think we are. So I wanna, I wanna say we're at least ten years in. So like about nine years before Luke um, leaves Tatooine, and to where Vader has a pretty strong grip on everybody, and his he's kind of made a name for himself. That's kind of where I'm hoping it is, and kind of where it picks it off. Unfortunately, it was released that we're only getting one season of this. So I hope it's a really, really good season. So, Alyssa, where do you, th- where are you hoping it's going to be timeline-wise? I mean, I would love for it to seamlessly transition, like you know, the Rogue One to Episode Four. Like that's just such beautiful, just plot filling into the next storyline. Because um, we love a continuation, you know, like especially for us Disney fans, like. Toy Story 3, I was like, get out of my way. I've done my waiting, eight years of it, in Azkaban for this movie. So I would love for it to be that, yeah, for sure. I would love for it to be like that continuation of, he literally shows up, right? And we just talked about this on the, you know, episode three pod, but he literally shows up with the baby and he's like, hey, Here's a kid. And my thought is, did he call in advance? Did he say like, hey, really (laughs) quick, I'm coming to drop off this little kid, um, this infant, this newborn. 
or did he just show up? And they were like super happy to see him and they were like, cool, we've wanted a baby. Um, but then, you know, obviously he just kind of pieces what if they out. Hated kids? Yeah. No, but it, it seems it, it would it be seems... cool to figure out how Vader kind of rises to power essentially and like how, how he builds a saber. Right. Cause I know right. there's a whole story behind oh, yeah. Vader kind of doing side missions for, for Palpatine at this time. Yeah. But then again, it's not about Vader. It's, it's Obi-Wan. Right. And I think we- it seems like Yoda is going off into seclusion and he was like, I failed. So I got to go peace out and hide cause I'm in the shame spiral. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels similar. <laughs> it's not funny, Brian. <laughs> It's just a funny way to say it. It's literally what he said. He was like, I have failed everyone. And so now I got to go because I can't show my face around these parts. See ya. I'm going to go to a swamp. Um, My swamp. (laughs) I'm going to build me a wall around this swamp. My swamp. Another green guy. But we've lost um, Brian. Yeah. Bye, Brian. But I think think it really seems like this similar thought that Obi Wan's like, yeah, I failed. Like, I literally left my best friend for dead. And I basically almost, you know, had the full responsibility of creating one of the or the most powerful Sith Lords of all time. Oops, sorry. Um, So I would hope it would be there. But I know that's probably not going to be the case, obviously, because Ian McGregor is a little older, whatevs. But I don't know when it's going to take place because we are getting Hayden Christensen in the show. So is it going to be like Mm -hmm. 10 years? He's still having flashbacks of you know things that were happening which is possible um but how often do you have flashbacks of things that happened 10 years ago i mean i know that was a big part of his life so i'm just wondering like is it going to be more you know closer to episode three i'm just, i'm honestly not sure how it's going to go violent violent dreams like every night of his life oh i'm so. sure he was having ptsd <laughs> um yeah i'm 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 curbing my excitement for for Kenobi because it's only one season. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to curb that. As far as a character that I would like to see get his own show or, or, or movie would probably be Qui-Gon. That would be cool. Um, Cause he was like, you know, in his fifties when he died. So he's had, you know, he's had a life. We get a little bit of him. I think Brian may have read it. Uh, Master and apprentice. Um, if you have, okay, Brian has read it. He's given me a, a Yes. So we get a little bit of that in that. So that was pretty cool. And then a show I'm most excited about that's coming up. I'm torn because we're getting some good ones. You know, Book of Boba Fett's going to definitely be, you know, more, you know, criminal underworld kind of thing. That would be cool. Um, uh, I I am curious of what Rangers of the New Republic is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm wondering how that's going to play out. So, but I, I think I'm going to be most excited for the Ahsoka one because she is looking, spoiler alert, she is looking for Ezra and she's looking for Thrawn. Hell yeah. And Sabine is going to get her live action Hell yeah! debut. So she better. That's, that's my answer. Has it been dropped who's playing her? I don't think so. Who are we hoping to play her? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love how they do honor most of the voice actors and break them. Right. To real life, so real um, action, live action. But anybody who could rock purple hair, honestly, TBH. <laughs> Maybe me. Can I audition? <laughs> She's my it. favorite one in Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> She's super cool for sure. Um, that I love this question, and I was like hopping out of my seat. So I'll go next. Um, I think for an origin story, 
hear me out on this. It's a less hot take than why it's R2D2. Because we don't really know his origin like we know C3PO's, right? Mm -hmm. So I would love to kind of see that. And I know if anybody can do it right, it's Disney and give us like a because of when Dixie vibe, right? Like a oh my gosh, like a heartfelt <laughs> like puppy movie, right? Because he's just like a robot puppy, but he's way more important than a puppy. Um, but I think I was also drawn to the thought of Finn, so FN two one eight seven, right? Um, I was watching some YouTube clips today. And it was um, John Boyega doing like a interview with, um, who was it? I forget. Anyway, he was doing an interview and he was talking about his accent and his audition process. And that's when it hit me because we were, you know, recording today. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have no idea like the process on how they went and made that decision from we're going to go from clones to we're going to start snatching babies and we're going to brainwash them and make them into to the new stormtroopers. And obviously we get like a little bit of that at the beginning of Force Awakens, but I think like his backstory would be so interesting because let's just say it, they did my man wrong in episode nine and they cast him aside and he, he got like zero screen time and I get that it was Ray's story and I love her and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't build this up to be an important character and then do nothing with it. Like, they crapped on him three movies in a row. Yeah, he was basically, he, a, we're going to talk about this in our future podcast, but he sure. was a simp for three movies in a row. Oh. He shouted, Ray! Ray! Yeah, he He's a brilliant Ray actor. Ray. They just wasted yes, him. I agree. Yeah. So I think like his, you know, uh, just talents as an actor haven't been utilized and it would be great to give him a standalone film and he would crush it. I don't, know know he he would would I don't know I that he would come back. I don't know that he would come would. back. He's he's mending his relationship with Disney. He's like very open about it. But um I think he would do it and I think like fans would be interested in it and it, and it's not even just the story of Finn because you know that would be cool but then you're getting that piece of the timeline of how they decided <laughs> we're going to brainwash some children. Um but I will just say my honorable mention would be Babu Frick and that's I'm just going <clears> to <throat> leave it at that. And wow. um, echo everything you guys said. I'm really excited for the Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Book of Boba Fett series. A little less excited to say my answer because Andrew stole my answer. Oh. Although I should have known that he was going to pick Qui-Gon. Um, but it, Sorry, just took me, it took me a long time to like think of one just because like, <gasps> I mean, like the question says, like we are getting like a lot of like content of some of these people. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I do agree with Andrew. We could use more Qui-Gon. Uh, we get Master and Apprentice, and that's, like, basically it. Um, he's just, like, so interesting. He's like, yeah, I'm going to, like, follow the will of the Force. I don't care what the council says. I'm not even going to take a council seat because you guys are messing around. So uh, that's just, like, so so baller. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe another character I was thinking of is Thrawn, but I'm sure we'll get yes. a bit more of him in, in uh, some of these other shows that are coming up. Yeah, yeah do you guys – Oh, do you guys sorry, I was just gonna ask really quick. Do you guys think they're gonna give us some crossovers kind of like they love to do on like NBC and ABC series or even like they used to do on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel where 
you'd get you know the Hannah Montana uh, that's so Raven crossover. Oh, oh like like Jimmy in, Neutron, like, Timmy Turner like on crossover. CW with Arrow and Flash yeah, and all that. Exactly. I think they're supposed to. Yeah, actually. yeah. From what so I understand, you think they're going to overlap? Mm-hmm. Initially, the ones that they announced that were together were Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, and uh, and Mandalorian. Um, and then now, like since they've announced Book of Boba Fett, that will mm-hmm. most likely. But the ones that they did in like the initial announcement were those three. Mm-hmm. As far as the other ones, like I don't really like those. Probably aren't going to be in the same time frame. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess the Disney Plus show that I'm most excited for. I guess. Well, my answer, uh, I'm most excited for the Rogue One movie, or Rogue Squadron movie, excuse me. That um, would be great. Like mm. being a Rogue Squadron game fan and, and even like of the books um, would just be so cool. But uh, for the shows, like obviously, like, I mean, everyone said the one, like I echo those. Um, but one maybe like, I don't know, one that I'm excited for um, is the Lando show, like whatever that's going to look like. Yeah, a little, little, little hot take. But like, it's also like we, I think we know like probably the least about like what the show's going to look like. Sure. And, I, and, here's, and here's why I'm pretty excited about it. One of, the, uh, one of the people I watch on YouTube and I've even like read this and heard this other places as well, they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the Lando series is basically, um, uh, oh gosh, Billy D. Williams uh, is like the narrator and he's like just sharing like, stories or like just talking about shenanigans that he's gotten into like in the past (laughs) and like the flashbacks or like the main story is donald glover lando just like doing the story and it's just kind of like how i met your mother vibe a little bit i guess kind of yeah yeah yeah. like that'd just be so cool like just like it'd be a good way to get both of them because they've both been in like the movies recently as lando that'd be Uh, great that'd just be like so interesting we could get like some pretty outlandish stories but i mean that fits lando's character um so just that. whatever like whatever the heck that. those would look like like maybe we get some Han and Chewie in there maybe not but uh yeah that'd just be so interesting you know I feel uh, like when Lando became a rebellion general there was a little bit of a, a paperwork process in HR because he used to be like low-key a criminal kind of like Han but he he, he kind of <laughs> reminds me of like low-key like a, a Raymond Reddington like the concierge of crime because he's like He's like so classy and he's been everywhere. So they're like, okay, we can't make you a general yet. Well, why not? Well, we have to clear up this thing that you did in this system and this, ah, yes, there was that one time on on Corellia that I uh, stole this from a queen. You know, you would just have the most (laughs) interesting stories just like like Raymond Reddington and you're like, there's no way that he could pull these off, but he's so cool because he's Lando. Yeah, It, it would just be a lot of fun. And like, while you're watching it, you could be like, did this actually happen this way? Or is he embellishing? Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm right. here for it. Right. <laughs> Perfect. All righty. So we got a bonus question. And this one comes from Jovan. And the question is, what would we like to see in another trilogy? Okay. Yeah, I've been giving this some thought. Um, I'm hoping we can get away like a lot of people say, we can get away from a Skywalker saga because we've had yes. basically nine movies. Yes. Oh my God, stop hating. I would not mind characters from any of the movies to be in this other one, but I would like to see something more on the lines of not necessarily like your everyday um, person, but more like 
it, it's hard it's hard to explain like i wrote it down but I, I was never great with the words when i wrote it down but like what life was like for just just people um like in any of the of them basically any of the trilogies I don't have a specific answer because it was kind of hard to just write it down. But like, yeah. what was a shipping business like during the Clone War? Was it like ruined? What was an insurance company like during <laughs> during the, the the rebellion era? Was it hard to insure the Rebel Alliance? Like, how, how does that work? So just, or anything to clear up any of the politics that they talk about that we mm-hmm. know nothing about. Mm-hmm. So I, as far as a trilogy, I would probably, I, I wouldn't mind having it set anywhere from like, 200 years before the original trilogy to um before the the sequel trilogy somewhere in there anything goes just not a skywalker saga please Mm -hmm. yeah i think it has to be focused around jedi though because i think if you think about the three sets of trilogies that we have they're all really focused yeah sure they're focused on the skywalkers but they're focused on uh just you know being a Jedi. So I don't think that's going to work without there being some Jedi in the story. So my thought was kind of similar to what Brian was just saying. I am like new to knowing Thrawn as a character um, since I just now, you know, caught up with Rebels and everything. And I just think he's so interesting as a villain. Again, I'm a huge villains fan, but um, I know there's like so much more out there about him in the books and everything. And we're probably going to get live action in the TV show. But if we could like almost bring rebels to like the forefront and give it its own trilogy in a way, because I think it's such a cool story and it, you know, it is a callback to Luke Skywalker and a lot of that feeling without it being a Skywalker story. Right. So I think that would just, um, be really interesting for people who haven't seen rebels and it would get people you know kind of how the mandalorian did get them interested to go back and watch and get kind of caught up to speed more uh some more than others um but i would just love to see ezra bridger in live action as like the main character as a protagonist of a set of films and just see how they're going to make some human beings eyeballs purple that would just be really <laughs> interesting but I had that thought. And then um, as we love to do with these questions, I wrote down just like a second thought or a a plan B answer here. Um, I know y'all are haters, but I would love to see a continuation of Ray's story and something that's more realistic to kind of regular life for us. Hold on, Wyatt. You said you're crazy eh, bleep about Jar Jar Binks. So I'm going to say what I'm going to say um, as he takes his headphones out. But And that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> I don't mind, Ray. I have a good I just, point. I don't I like anybody point. who gets a bunch of superpowers and great training in less than a year, I think is kind of horse crap, but I liked her. I don't know. I want Alyssa to sell me on this idea. There, right thank you, Brian. There was also a way bigger piece of time that we didn't see of her training before the rise year. of skywalker okay. and she was training with leia thank you so it was one anyway. year it was one year it's a ridiculous it's a, amount of time a year is a long time okay it's not a long, long time not that long you come to me in a year and you tell me that it hasn't been a long time um okay, what's today so, i'm writing this down today. <laughs> today is tuesday january 19th. 19th see you tuesday january 19th if i'm not mace windu you owe me money it won't be tuesday next year so thank you for trying <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so I'm going to talk to Brian and only Brian, apparently. This is now going to yeah, be the Brian I, and Alyssa show. Yeah. Okay, so my thought was I would. I think it makes sense to give her a continuation because you gave Luke a continuation, and obviously she's kind of the main character of this, the direction that they're heading. But obviously if you're getting a new trilogy, it can't be Star Wars without a war. There has to be conflict. There has to be something. So we've seen love be the conflict. We've seen politics be the conflict. We've seen money be the conflict. So like, could we get a war that's based on something more realistic to like real life, like family drama and like <laughs> Yeah, because no country's wars. ever fought over money or politics. I I'm I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true and that's plausible, but is that entertaining? You no. we spent the last three or four episodes talking about how much we hated all the politics. That's true. That's Thank fair. you very much. True. And keep telling me I'm right. Keep going. There we so, go. So I'm just saying, could we make this like this really interesting because we're brought up her whole family story? Like, who the F is Ray's grandmother? Like, who thought this man? Was it like a mail order bride situation? Yeah, I was concerned that she did not have a choice when I was like, watching that movie. So I was like, oh, here's goodness. another theory I just heard. Is it Kira? Because that timeline fits and the whole thing with Maul kind of weaves itself into place, right? So like, is Kira her grandmother? Because obviously it's a human being. Like, let's get that out of the way. Move that elephant out of the room. Like, or was this like divine force intervention, you know, insemination like Anakin? I don't know. But anyway, I'm just saying the war has to be based on something that's more entertaining than politics. And I'm going to drop the mic at that point. I think for, for me, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, we've had a lot of trilogies. Um, so it's like hard to say, like, what do I think maybe would devote an entire trilogy to? So I don't, I'm not convinced that my, I have two answers, but I'm not really convinced that either one of them deserve like a whole trilogy, but maybe a movie or two um i i'm a huge fan of like the post endor era so like after episode six uh, and like obviously we are like starting to explore that more with some of these disney plus shows um but i mean like i mean my current favorite book series for star wars is like the original throne trilogy of air to the empire dark force rising and the last command so all those good. aren't canon anymore but like i mean there's like this whole like 30 years in the canon that like we just don't really know anything of like we've starting to explore in Mandalorian. Um, so I think like we could spend a good amount of time in there. Like it could follow the new Republic and the trio of Han, Leia, Luke. Uh, it doesn't have to for use uh, people who are tired of the Skywalker series, even though, sorry, they're the main characters. It's going to be about them. All right. Uh, it's a good like point. That. It's a good point. Don't You're right. Like that. Nope. Again, I said I was cool with them like being it. in it. I just want additional characters brought in yeah. so, at the which, forefront too. Yeah, which I mean, I'm sure it would do that. And it did the last time, like it brought in like interesting characters like Talon Card and Mara Jade and like some other people yeah. that like, while it like kept some like, like Han, Luke and Leia and Chewie and Lando like in the forefront, it also introduced some of these characters and maybe even talked more about some characters like Admiral Akbar and like things like that, that like, you see but you don't really know like it brings it like gives them a lot more like screen time quote unquote even though it's a book but uh, yeah i think like we could spend a lot of time there um and then like a second idea that i had i mean Alyssa just gave me this idea um mentioning maul uh he's quickly become one of my favorite characters with like his appearances in clone wars and 
uh, and Rebels. I, I guess spoiler alert. I, I don't. I, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but like, I mean, he's running a whole criminal enterprise for a long time. Like we like see it in Clone Wars and. We see it in Solo, like we like at the very end. We're like, oh my gosh, like he's still running this thing. <laughs> so there's a long time there. Like I, I'm interested to see maybe what that looked like, and it like looks different. I mean, the like he doesn't have the Mandalorians anymore because, I mean, they all got got at the end of season seven. So I mean, what does it look like? He I don't sold know. Them up the river, die well, oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd be interested to see what that looks like. Those are good options. I like those. Yeah, solid. I'm going to piggyback off of Andrew's answer. Um, obviously, there's a lot that happens before episode one. And I agree. I really want something Qui-Gon-based. That would be my initial answer, kind of what was talked about in the last question. Um, but additionally, I want something about the huts. I want something about... Such a Wyatt answer. Get out of here. I want something that... I want something about Jar Jar Binks. Listen, I'm rooting for the underdog over here. Come on. In what way is Jabba the Hutt an underdog? He runs a criminal enterprise for hundreds of years. But I feel like at Ray is the underdog and you're not rooting for Ray. How? Yes! he has Tell the, him, the, Brian, the Hutt families. Like, there are lots of huts that are in power across the galaxy. Right, but- he just happens to be the most popular one. I, oh, I said the huts. Didn't necessarily say Jabba. I want a huts, its own, not trilogy, but I guess to kind of go off the last question, its own series. Because how did those ugly worm-looking things get so much power and control almost an entire galaxy? I, I oh. guess I think they just like learned a lot, and they just recruited a bunch of people who were dumber who needed to be paid. And or maybe it's the it's it's a money thing. Maybe I their family say, always had money, money and it. people were attracted to that. It's family money. Because it feels like you could easily overthrow a giant worm, but because he has so many <laughs> so many hired guns under him. Just flip him over. <laughs> can't get up. You can't get up. Oh my god. I mean, god. he had a rancor right right in front of him and he had Boba and Bosk in the room. You're not getting him. Not there. <laughs> Um, I also had another idea when you're finished. What? No, I mean, that's based, I mean, there's not much because we don't get much story on the huts except for that they're one of the largest crime syndicates there are. And they're running it for a long, long time. Even after Jabba dies, they're still, you know, his minions are still kind of running his show. At and least until. Son. Boba, yeah, Stinky. Until his son Stinky <laughs> does everything. Gosh. Also until, you know. Um, Boba Fett comes and shoots everybody in his in his house and kind of just takes the throne, Game of Thrones style. And Bib Fortuna got so fat. He was like, well, the last guy who had this job was really fat, so I guess I got to play he, the part. He quarantined big time. Yeah, he got the quarantine 15, absolutely. <laughs> well, also, I mean, the only other, like, powerful Twi'lek we see is Senator Frita from the Clone Wars. He was also, true. he was pretty big, so... Um, <laughs> I hated him. That's he was so like, true! So maybe, he had maybe, a double chin! Uh, yeah, Twi'leks that aren't impoverished, they, uh... He was they, like, oh, I'm going doing. to live on Coruscant and get fat. That's my people starve. Why is he French? He was French in the, in <laughs> the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I already mentioned most of my thoughts, but one that I just thought of... Uh, yeah, right at the end. Um, 
it could be a show, it could be movies, but I was thinking of like Django Fett, you know, like there's this old oh. game Bounty Hunter. That was so great. fun. Uh, but like just any of his like bounty hunting missions, any of his exploits, uh, maybe even like <laughs> intro to like how Count Dooku finds him and recruits him to make the clones. Uh, I'm sorry. I just pictured him like changing a diaper and like taking care of Boba Fett and like being a space dad. Like we love a good space dad. Uh, I feel I like saw... that, maybe, maybe that'd be a sitcom just like at the end of that part. <laughs> I mean, we saw, we saw the Mandalorian try to, no, the red wire, the red wire, <laughs> not the blue amazing. wire. You know, I am Groot, not the button that kills everyone. We love a good space dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Cool. Well, this was a lot of fun for our first Consult the Council. I want to thank everybody who sent in their questions. Um, keep those coming. We we keep a log of them, and we discuss them every couple of weeks to see which ones will make it. Our plan is to do this at, at least at the end of every trilogy that we talk about. So there's still plenty of time to get yours in. Brian, thank you for joining us today tonight on this podcast we thank you for your insight and your opinions they are very much welcomed here on specter radio and brian will be joining us in future pods yeah thanks guys it's been a lot of fun appreciate it thanks for tuning in to this week's episode in the meantime check us out on instagram at specter underscore radio and on facebook as specter radio be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio, signing off.